Hey there, Friday Night Movie family. You are listening to a very special Baltimore Comic-Con 2022 episode of the Friday Night Movie podcast. This episode is packed, filled with amazing guests. We hope you enjoy it. As usual, you can follow us at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram and all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Enjoy the show. Here we are at Baltimore Comic-Con. We have our first guests. Uh-oh, it just, the music isn't stopping. The music just... The party is It's a party, stopping. nonstop. Becky and I are here at Baltimore Comic-Con. We have our first guests of the con. We are here with Mike... Mike? Mikey? Mikey. Mikey and Luke. And before, we always like to know before we start, I assume you have a cosplay thing happening, or is this just your regular look? <laughs> I'm, I just decided to be like a fire fairy today. Uh, okay, I like it. Very magical. Yeah. Very like your own character. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Luke, Luke? yourself? And um, I'm Bakugo Katsuki from My Hero Academia. Oh, My Hero Academia. That is a show I hear about every year at every con, and I'm always like, I got to get into that, and I don't end up getting into it. <laughs> um, but... That's okay, because we're here to talk about the things that, that you all are into, and we'll ask some questions. Right, Beck? Uh, yes. All right. That is the plan. Okay, so you mentioned, you mentioned before that you're into musical theater. Yes. So the listeners of this show know that They're I going, am a musical theater. Here we go. <laughs> Everybody, hold on. This we're is, going for it's another ride down the... Jellicle Hall. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am a... Stan, if you will, I think that's what the kids call it, for yeah. Cats the Musical and the movie. As a musical theater person, like oh, there's like a very there's a very real physical reaction happening. Do right I now count? Do I even count as a musical theater fan? I cannot get the words out right now. Okay. Cats. Here's the thing. When you first get into the musical theater world, you're like, oh, this is magical when you see cats. Like, it's they're dancing cats singing mm -hmm. about how jellical they are. <laughs> and You understand it? That's amazing. <laughs> I wish more people understood it. It's, but that's the thing. You can't understand the story at all because it's, it's like a bunch of, like, cats, and it, you just can't stop thinking about the fact that it's a cat. What is a jellical cat? And they have like a song for like nine minutes, like in the beginning, telling you what a jellical oh, cat is. Oh, it's my favorite and yet, song. And yet, and yet, and you yet, don't understand what it. is it? You don't understand. Rabbinical cat. No, rabbinical. They say that rabbinical cats. They what sets them apart from anything? They they describe what a cat is, but call it jellical. 
Yeah, I mean, my answer is that this is their particular tribe of cats, and maybe, mm. maybe yeah. they're and they're and they're very inclusive. So that, like they said, they have cynical cats, rabbinical cats, all the other cats. Yeah, I don't know, but they hate Grizabella or however ever you say her name. God, they that hate is her true. So they're not much. For no reason. They hate her so much. She was beautiful, and then her whole entire arc, and then. We got memory out of it, so that's actually very great. We've gotten that beautiful ballad. But Cats is just... It's not a show I would want to do. It's not a show I would want to sit through. I did see, like, the live-action movie in my in my um, sister's bedroom. I can say slightly traumatized, slightly disappointed. So, um, well, I highly recommend much. seeing it. In per, I do yeah. recommend seeing it live because it is wild it's much to more see better, yeah. the cat outfits yeah. and um, the makeup. And but I, I would, I'm curious, Mikey. Then, which musical would you like to be in? Yeah, here's the thing. I've never been in a musical because I've never really had an access to it. But like in your, in your mind, in my you're, head, you're, you're dreaming about I it. Would which love, one? They have Mean Girls the musical. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, would I could be. Love I can down with that. To be Regina George. <laughs> I love That's a that. great. I, I mean, who, I who doesn't want to be my own music? Oh, okay. Do you have a pitch? Do you know what it's yeah, about? It's called um, uh, the moment, um, and then in parentheses has the moments that make you say F8. Oh, <laughs> okay. And it's just about like your consciousness and all type of stuff and friendships and not really staying in the moment. And then once he's in the moment, everything just kind of blows up in his face because. You know, you ignored your whole entire life. You're just sitting here looking. Oh, at the I like and the message. Like, I love it's that definitely, message. And, it's, it's a problem that I go through a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, uh, dance what you feel. Yeah. There you go. All right, yeah. Luke. You didn't think you were going to escape? Did you think you were going to escape? A little bit. Okay. Little bit. All right. Well, let's start with a simple agree or disagree. Like, Cats is the best musical of all time. Agree or disagree? I'm a bit of half and half. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, agree or disagree. You, you don't have to say that to make me feel better. People I, insult me all the time oh, on this show. I would go see Cats the Musical live. Agree or disagree? Agree. Okay, okay. That's that's a good place to start. It's, it's coming to the National Theater, by the way, this year. I'm taking my whole family. And my whole family. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cats. I, if someone was just like, hey, let's go see Cats, I'd be like, sure. Would I enjoy it? Yes, it's good music. I would I understand it. That's a hard no. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I think that's such a great, that's that's such a great a explanation. Summary. That's a great summary. And, and what are you looking forward to most here at the con this weekend? I mean, a lot has happened. I've gotten like a tarot reading. I've gotten like my you first. Got a tarot ever. reading? Wait, where'd you get a tarot reading? I want to get a tarot reading. Five dollars. Where? It was like it's like all the way back in the corner. I'm gonna go do that. That's so much and fun. I'm always That's afraid a, to get I a tarot a reading. What if you one? get a? No, I had a roommate once who was really into tarot cards, and it was amazing. Every time she would read my tarot cards, it would be something like, "I'm seeing, I'm feeling through the cards. There's a lot of chaos in your life." Yeah. And they're telling you to do the yeah. dishes. I'm like, that's <laughs> like a bit can. Convenient okay. that your the cards are always telling me to clean up the living room and yeah. do the dishes. But the tarot reading called me out. Really? So hard. I was like, yeah, I needed to hear that today. Yeah, it was great. I was like, you're like you're being selfish. And I was like, oh my goodness, I am. Do you think the tarot reader would let us tape 
a tarot <laughs> reading. We can get them to come here. No, I can give you the one. recorder. Yeah, you can just give and my we field can recorder. Tape my tarot reading. Oh, I mean, you yeah. just take this and do it. That's amazing. Amazing. Okay, Mikey and Luke, are there? Do you have social media that you want people to follow you on? Yes, yes. I have a social media um, for my acting and just for my personal life in general. Uh, Mikey's World 05. Mikey's, Mikey's World, World 05. Mikey's World 05. Michael Christopher with little rainbow emoji. I love, I love it. That. That's wonderful. How about but, Luke? Um, I have two Instagrams. Um, my main Instagram is potato sloth 222. Potato sloth? Yes. Potato sloth. Is Just that potato. like a sloth made out of potatoes? Or a sloth that likes to eat potatoes? Or, or potato-shaped sloth. Or it's made potato out of potatoes? Potato-shaped sloth. Potato-shaped sloth. Potato All right. Do do? And um, my cosplay account is Potato oh. Sloth Cosplays. Potato okay. Sloth All right, cosplay. so we've got Mikey's World 05. I have a question, Luke. Is the sloth your favorite animal? Yes. Okay, there we go. Okay. All right. I love it. Well, thank you so it. much for joining the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We are um, uh, thrilled to have you here. Have a great rest of the con. Right. Thank you. Going to do the music again. <laughs> you can't help but dance. You can't help but dance. Yeah. All right. Here we are at Baltimore Comic Con. This is my third conversation with this gentleman over here, Jonathan. Becky and I found him in a parking lot earlier today. Uh, he uh, is here also exhibiting. We are here with Nick, uh, his partner in crime. Jonathan, tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing here today. All right, I'll tell you a quick, quick synopsis of my origin story. I, I love an origin story. Well, you know who loves an origin story? Our sister. Lily. Not here with us. Oh. She, you know, she's in And then she'd tell you hers starting 20 years before she was born, because <laughs> she loves a long origin story. Okay, well, I'll try to keep my mind short. I know we're all pressed for time today. <laughs> but uh, it started, like, I always collected turtles, comic books, and action figures. My dad would take me to various shops, and then... In 99, when Pokemon came out, oh. I got a first, I pulled a first in Charizard, sold it up for $100, and I became, like, in love with, like, buying and selling collectibles, holding them, listing stuff on eBay, and uh, here we are now. I mean, you uh, got something pretty incredible in your hand right now. This, I know not everyone who listens to our show is a comic book collector. But this is pretty wild. You have an, an issue of New Mutants, which is where Deadpool, everyone knows where Deadpool is from, debuted, signed by his creator, Rob Liefeld. Correct, yep. And, and you, it's, it's sealed. Yep, it's created by uh, CBCS. Who's right next to us here at the con. And you are going to do what? You're going to get it upgraded, I guess. I'm going to uh, get it cracked. You're going to open it. And then I'm going to get Fabian, who also uh, who wrote the story, and I'm going to get him to sign it as well. And then I'm going to send it back to them to get it created. That's that's incredible. That's so cool. As a kid who grew up when that was those comics were coming out, like I mean, you were that you were around then too, right? Yeah, yeah. For like sure. that's just I was amazing. Like Ten years old or so. No, never mind. I was like three or five. Oh, amazing. Yep. Okay, so now we got Nick. Nick. Yep. Pleasure to have you here. Yep. Awesome to be here. You've got around your neck what what I what I what I termed as very very elite Comic Con bling here. 
You've got a Mandalorian card, but this is not a sim similar card. Describe the card for the for the crowd for us. Yeah, so the card is a top's finest die cut superfractor of the Mandalorian. First self-titled card of a superfractor for him. Um, it's a in a PSA nine mint grade, and there's just not much, if anything, like this. In it, the it, it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful piece of art. Right, like the like I, w I was saying before we when I accidentally didn't record the beginning of the conversation, I still remember my Marvel cards that first set that first set you know with the white border and oh, yeah. there were like three different Spider Man there was the Cosmic Spider Man and the and 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 now the the industry has really evolved. Yep. How has it evolved over this last I don't know thirty years? Keep it you know sum it up for me. Uh, I would just say it's uh, it's trying to adapt and move to the future. For example, in the comic book world, there is an app called... I just pulled it up, sorry. It's called Webtoon Digital, and they have uh, millions of readers every day. They're reading comics on their phones and their iPads. So you brought up NFTs earlier, so I think there's validity to it. I haven't got heavy into it. I still like regular paper cap, pay, uh, paper book. I like physical cards but so I'd say it's it's trying to get more futuristic and really capture the next generation of kids. So do you have advice for me on how I can store my comics in my house that because you still like the paper stuff so my wife won't throw me out because it's going to soon be me or the comics. And and I think she thinks the comics might actually be worth something so no. Get some appraised um, I get someone to look at them, see if it's worth getting them graded. Maybe sell one or two, and slide or some of that money. <laughs> okay, I so sold a big Marvel off. card last weekend because yeah. well, they see all the stuff. And then I sold a big Marvel card last weekend. What I did was the guy was paying electronic payment, not cash. And so I told him to send it to my wife. And she's like, what is this? And I was like, here you go, honey. <laughs> I, told you, I told you, like, this stuff will pay off. So, so but this here, man knows, okay, knows but, a lot about relationships. The reason relationships. why this advice is useless to you is because it is very much about sentimental value for my brother. So, the yes, he could make money, but the the loss for him, the emotional loss of letting go of any of his comics would be too great of a burden for him to bear. That is true. I'm so, emotionally attached to, like, my spawn number one, but also, like, you know, much less important. But, but uh, my, so my question for both of you is what's your level of emotional attachment to any one of these items? So, like, uh, my bad to interrupt. Oh, I just get excited about this, but it's, uh, it's now you can use it for another, another type of emotional attachment. So now it's like the money from that, like, oh, we can let's go take a trip. Let's go do this. Okay. So now you can create a memory of it. And you can still buy another copy of that book, maybe not in the same grade. Or if it's one that you're really touched to, just keep that one, maybe go with another book. Something you might be not, might not be attached to might be worth a lot. For example, oh. I just picked up a collection. And I'm not attached to views and butthead, and one, that box is worth $500. Oh my gosh, he, oh my that's God. very practical, adult, emotionally <laughs> intelligent advice. Again, it's not going to really apply to my brother, but I'm curious, and yourself, I, what's your level of emotional I mean, I, I, I have gotten to the point where I, I collected a bunch of things, and I, I got a little overwhelmed, so I consolidated, sold some things, also used that money to buy a couple of things that I truly cared about, like a, like a Hayden Christensen auto car, you know, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Um, and just consolidated my collection to, like, 
five to ten really cool pieces of like cards that well, I can appreciate instead of that's wonderful. being overwhelmed. Definitely Again, not. Oh my Thank this, goodness my wife advice, doesn't listen to our show. This is advice. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can say. I mean, this is fantastic. Therapeutic Words advice. to live by, Shy. I'm shutting down. I'm, what is I it, triggered? Like, is I that what the kids say today? I'm triggered. Well, Jonathan, um, Nick, tell us where your booth is, where people can follow you. We're set up at uh, booth 615. You can follow us at Bambino Sports Cards and May the Four. May the cards be with you. May the cards be with you. It was a pleasure having you here as part of the Friday Night Movie family. Thank you so much. Alrighty, thank you. Here we are at Baltimore Comic Con. We have with us Daniel. Daniel, welcome to the program. Thank you. Daniel, um, you're here at Comic-Con, and I want to start first with your amazingly cool Super Mario Brothers shirt. Now, it says Super Mario Brothers since 1985. How long have you been a Mario Brothers fan? Um, because you see, I'm, I'm that old. You don't seem to me that old. <laughs> so, but how long have you been a Mario Brothers fan? Thing ever since I was a kid, like yeah. I basically love Nintendo in general. Mm-hmm. Like I love Pokemon, love Legend of Zelda, etc. Which was your Nintendo? Which was the system you played on? The first system that I got back when I was a kid has to be a Nintendo Switch. The Switch. And my first Mario Ball game I played has to be Super Mario Brothers Galaxy 2. Galaxy 2. Okay, so not Odyssey. You started with Galaxy 2. I might get Odyssey in your future because I got my seven Nintendo with lights and whatnot. Yeah. Have you gone back and played any of the classics like Mario 3 or Mario 2 or Mario World? No, not yet, but I might get to it someday. My personal favorite? My personal favorite is... Mario World, the first one with Yoshi. To me, that's that's always been my favorite. Okay, that's cool. I, I highly recommend that one. Now, have you heard that there is a Mario Brothers movie in the works? Yeah, I heard. I heard. I like seen the trailer from Chris Pratt. Sorry about this. Yeah, I seen very like I seen the trailer with Chris Pratt voicing Mario. Nobody thinks that that the Mario boy for Chris Pratt fits. But me personally, I really don't care because <laughs> it's just a movie and like... Right, it's just a cartoon. As I understand that, you, I understand that fans are going to be highly offended and whatnot. Me personally, it's like, it's only just a trailer. Stop making it a big deal. Know what I mean? Yeah, give it a chance is what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Now, who is your favorite non-Mario character, like, character other than Mario? I like Sonic. Sonic, okay. I like, I like Link. Link, okay, from Zelda, cool. And within the Mario world, who's your, who are your faves? Luigi, Yoshi, and Bowser. No, that, those are all great choices. I love, I I love Yoshi. Yoshi's definitely my favorite of all time. And um, 
sorry, there's this is getting it's hopping here at our table today. Um, and Mario has a lot of different outfits. Mario's got Mario's got the classic red and blue, or brown and red in the original original game. Um, He's got the tanuki. He's got the the flying squirrel or whatever it is. He's got the frog. Like, do you have a preferred Mario upgrade outfit costume mod? Uh, I got I gotta pick the tanuki. The tanuki, right? The tanuki's the best. I really hope we get to see the tanuki in this new movie. That is definitely on my on my radar. Um, what are you looking forward to seeing most in this movie? Oh, sorry. It's, can you say that one more time, sir? Oh yeah, sure. What 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 are what character or costume or thing are you most excited to see in the movie? Like, I would love to see the Tanuki suit. I like to see Donkey Kong. Oh, Donkey Kong! That would be rad. That would be really cool. All right, Daniel. Uh, is there anywhere you want people to follow you on social media or elsewhere? Uh, are you? I usually don't go to social media, but if if they want to follow me, I'm at Lontai79. Okay. Mm, that's it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the Friday Movie family. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great con. Yeah, thank, 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 thank you for having me, sir. Thank you. Here we are at Baltimore Comic-Con. We are with two very dapper, well-dressed fellows in, with Connor and Jack. Connor and Jack, welcome to the Friday Night Movie family. Thank you. Thank you. So, Connor, are, are you are you willing to tell your, your cosplay story it's, on it's, the show? Because it's pretty amazing. Um... I wouldn't call it a cosplay. Okay. It's, um, this, is just how, this is just how I dress. So you are dressed. He is dressed, by the way, in a very well-fitting suit with a tie, collared shirt, looking very good. I like it. Yeah. Um, he, uh, speaking of cosplay, that, he's, uh, how many people have asked if you were cosplaying somebody so far today? Four? Yeah. We've been here for what? 15, 20 minutes? Fifteen. <laughs> Okay, so you've been so, and what cosplays have people thought? I, I would have said like for off the top, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, because yeah. my, my, my my initial instinct was maybe like a Doctor Who, Matt Smith, Doctor Who kind of thing. If if I was to go for a cosplay just with my general outfit style, that that would be it. Okay, all right. So I'm more on the track than the serial murderer. Yeah. Okay, um, you don't strike me. You're not very murdery. No, I. He's too lovable and goofy for that. Hey, you guys are lovable. Yeah, they are, and they're best friends from high school, oh. or best best video game playing friends. And every single day after school, they'd hang out and play and two or and three play, hours. Play games. Yeah. Me play video struggling games. at Fallout 4 and him not struggling at Fallout 3. That's, I, mean, I, I uh, started playing Fallout 4 and became both like very anxious and bored. Um, <laughs> I, because all I could do was like eat like radioactive bugs or something. Is that's a part of the game, right? Yeah, rat roach meat. Yeah, rat roach meat. So I was doing that. There's a lot of aiming and walking around, and I, I the first time I played, I did the Brotherhood of Steel, which is like you know the anti-hero route. I didn't know that. I just thought they had cool technology and I wanted power armor. And then they ask you to kill your dad. 
Oh. And I just stop your son. They, they ask you to kill your son. That's pretty rough. That's, it was your that's son very dark. Your son who calls himself father. Yeah. It's a... It's a thing. Okay, all right. So your video, your, your video game friends, Axios just uh, wrote a story. Uh, it was about a report that they had seen that that says that kids who play video games like have higher cognitive function in a bunch of areas, which I immediately emailed to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we got to get the kids into the basement I gotta, now. I got to get that to my mom. I got to like exactly. We got to get that. So, all right. If we're talking about video games, we've got to talk about video game movies. It's a movie podcast. Right. I am a firm believer that the first Super Mario Bros. movie was the best vi- video game movie to ever exist and ever oh, will. Dennis what? Hopper and, no, and Bob Hoskins? Bo- Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. And Dennis, oh, Dennis Hopper, Hopper plays the, King the Koopa. Koopa. Yeah, of course. It's, yeah. it's cyberpunk Mario. How can you beat that? Okay. I don't know. There's a new one coming out. What I'm do you think about this new one? very skeptical. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt has the worst Brooklyn accent I've ever heard. Who decided Chris Pratt was good for that? Who decided? It, it's, it, the, it's the it's, algorithm. It's the decided. algorithem. The decided. algorithm decided Chris Pratt needs there's, to be in everything. Well, or there's, or as we've heard, there's like five movie. There's five move, five people that they can put in the movie to justify the movie's budget, and I guess he's the one that they got. Okay, yeah. Jack Black. That's a good idea. Oh, Jack, Jack Black yeah. would have been a great he's, Mario. He's, oh, Bowser. he's playing Bowser. And oh, it, that's it, good too. It works. Yeah. Yeah, that's Rainbow. great because you know Jack. I mean, you know Jack Black's like playing Mario Brothers right now. Yeah. Right right now, he he's, is play- that, he's that kind of He's guy. playing guitar or Mario Brothers, one or the other. Okay. All right. So that is, I love a bold hot take. Yeah. I love that you went with Cyberpunk Mario. It's a, it's a good movie. I, I hate it when people say it's a bad movie when they've never seen it. I, I saw fair. it. Saw very, it when it came fair. out. Very fair. All right. Uh, Connor, that leaves you. What is a good video game movie? I am not one to judge on that particular topic. If you say Sonic, I'm going to um, I have not watched the Sonic movie. One they, lo- they, they look Sonic pretty good. My, they Sonic, made two. My five-year-old would argue that that's an amazing movie. Sonic, She's seen the it first many Sonic times. movie, honestly, it's like a it's like a fun romp. It's like a it's like a six, seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. If if you're not going in for like a big serious thing, it's it's pretty enjoyable. It's, it sounds like Jake's giving it a wrench, like a solid Jack. Wrench. Jack. Sorry, Jack. We're Jack. Sorry, Jake. Jack. I, I, I wouldn't New buy friend. it, but I definitely would. Okay. Do you know our our rating system here I on the show? Not. So I'm the rating system on the show here, right? Buy, rent, meh. Okay. It's definitely a rent. A rent. Okay, that's a good, but that's no. some things have to be that's a rent. Great. It's not an insult. It Back in the olden days, that's how you saw most movies. You'd go, you'd down to the video store, you'd look at the box, yeah, not know what it was you. about, and you'd rent it. It was just like a little risk you're willing to take, but you're not going to invest in purchasing it. And that's good. All right, Connor. Is there a is there a video game movie that you buy? I sort of have to tap out on that particular topic. I stay far away from video game movies. Well, okay. What kind of movies do you watch? Um, Only book movies? Or wait, are you part of the culture of young people who don't watch stuff? You just watch recaps on TikTok and you've never uh, actually seen a whole movie? No. Because that's like does a whole a, thing. There's a guy dressed this cool at a Comic-Con. You think this... this? I bet you you're a film aficionado. <laughs> to, to say that I'm a film aficionado is kind of just it's not true. And overstep Jack's like, hold on a second. I'm the one that said cyberpunk Super Mario here. I... I 
I feel like I have a basic level of sort of general film knowledge, and if something that I like is presented to me, it's I, I'm going to continuously talk about it. Like if, forever and ever and ever. Yeah, I I still talk about how I think it's unfortunate that Megamind was just tossed to the side for Despicable Me. It got a little it got a little bit lost. It definitely got lost when in Despic- the noise. I, when you said Megamind, I was like, oh, which Despicable Me movie was that? No. <laughs> you know, we just watched Megamind with my kids the other day. Megamind's a good kids movie. Yeah. That's Will Ferrell, right? He yeah. plays the Megamind. Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell, Tina Fey. Can't remember who. I can't remember who played Mitchell. It, it didn't get its fair Brad shot. Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad, Brad Pitt? Pitt? Yeah, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad what? The incredulous really? yelling of Brad oh, Pitt. Oh, I gotta this. pay better attention when I put stuff on for my children. Okay, I remembered Tina Fey and I remembered Will Ferrell. Brad. That was a that was a good Brad Pitt. That was a good Brad Pitt. All right, so Connor's all in a mega mind. That's a great, but that's like the two of you with these really these deep cuts. We love a deep cut and a hot take. This This is is a great part of this show. Like, you're bringing it. You're both bringing it. We're going to animated movies. My animated movie hot take: Rango is the best animated movie. Well, that's a cool choice. All right, yeah. That's a cool choice. It's got this unique animation style like it's very gritty mm-hmm. and dirty yep but it's still it's not like dark it's still a kids movie but it just looks better mm-hmm. it's from like 2005 and yep. it looks better than some current ones it looks better than trolls uh, uh, well, mm-hmm. yeah we got kids we've, we've endured <laughs> no. I, you know the second trolls is significantly trolls cooler rachel yeah. bloom playing a rock and roll troll was very I'm cool say it but Music Killed My Grandma is still stuck in my brain. <laughs> Music Killed My Grandma, okay? But that first Trolls is truly a sign of the apocalypse. Okay, back to Connor. Uh, You're on the hot seat, Connor. All right. <laughs> Give us a hot take. Um, what else do I have in terms of hot takes? Um, He's running this, through the mental palace, like, pulling open drawers. All right, what's the worst movie you've seen lately? Or what's one that, like, like there are some where I'm just like, nope, unacceptable. Like, for me, my my trigger movie is The Last Jedi. Like, that, uh, to me, is the one that I really hate. Like, it freaks me out. I can't even, not even allowed to talk about it on the podcast anymore. But yet, you You're always, like, like, literally I, I, every I, episode <laughs> for the last three years, you find a way to bring up... How much we I'm just giving bad? you as an example of someone's... There are other movies I hate that I'm sure no one's heard of, but that's a movie that I hate. Um, I'd also have to say, um, not The Last Jedi, the the, uh, the uh, second movie in the sequel trilogy. What was it? Oh, Attack of the Clones? No, the sequel, the sequel trilogy, trilogy, not the... Tr- not the not that's the, the Last Jedi. That's oh, that the one. The, yeah, yeah, the one with Grumpy that. Luke Skywalker. I hated it so much. He's just... He's He's just drinking space milk in his, the in green his weird, milk. weird, weird. Why like, is the? Why does it dribble down his chin? Why did they decide that? It, I can't d- tell you the I'll, joy I'll, it brings us to hear the younger people hating that movie. He's a broken down old man. Luke Skywalker does not deserve this treatment. That, that, okay. Thank you. Mark Hamill literally said, "This isn't my Luke Skywalker." Oh, he okay. said that in interviews. He had to imagine it as a different character. It was um, that bad for him. If you're going to do that to Luke Skywalker, then you have to be prepared to tell the whole story of how he gets broken down. Not a very confusing flashback about him almost killing his nephew. So I, I, my assumption is this. Where I'm willing to give The Last Jedi space to grow, because I grew up, we grew up in the age of the prequels, which have only been made richer by the brilliant work they've done with the TV shows. Oh, yeah. The that co- hopefully... 
as they expand the TV shows, they will give us more behind Luke's fall, behind the Emperor's return. If they build that out, like, it's not like... There's opportunity there. So I'm, I, as a guy who loves Star Wars, I'm, 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 I'm always going to stay open. But that movie broke me. Truly broke me. I was uh, depressed. On the work that the movie, the prequels got from the TV series, the last, the last season of the Clone Wars, what that did for Order 66 cannot be overstated. The, oh. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's just one moment, and they made a whole thing. When All I right. first saw that movie, where the Order 66 happened, I didn't really get it. I mean, that was mostly me being a small child. It was like, oh, they're dead now. Why'd that happen? And now when I go back and say it, I was like, no! There you go. They, they, they've really made it more significant. This Connor. makes me actually want to watch, like, the Clone Wars uh, TV show and stuff like that. So the Clone I... Wars TV show is great, but I do recommend going to a website and getting like a list like a watching order because there's filler episodes because there's a lot of filler epi- like there's Boba Fett episodes where it is child Boba Fett like he's a little kid it's like a cop and a half <laughs> like you know it's or the one where Macaulay Culkin uh, steals all of Ted Danson's money whatever that one is what? my that rich one? dad or something I don't remember what it's called but it's ter- like there's some terrible stuff but the core threads are fantastic, but they're broken up over multiple seasons. Right. So that's what I did. I was at like, at one point, you made me a playlist, and I and I ignored and it. I, no, I oh, watched, watched it, it on when I was on maternity leave. I watched a ton of Clone Wars. Yeah. So like, like you can go and say like, I want to watch the Darth Maul thread, and just watch that thread. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Connor, Jack, is there a place you'd like people to follow you on Instagram or TikTok or? I'm gonna be honest. I don't have any social. That, that's cool. Wow. We're good with that. Guys we just want to. I have to say. Guys are I'm raising the bar here. I, I keep my Instagram private. I love it. All right, yeah. Connor and Jack, thank you right? so much for joining the Friday Night Movie family. Thank you. And have a great con. It was a really lot fun. Over the years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Screw me. All right, here we are with Chris, a returning guest from last year's Baltimore Comic-Con. Chris, welcome back. What's up? (laughs) Good to have you back. Good to have you back. And I I remember last time I mentioned I'm on TikTok, I got 12,000 followers now. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, what's happening on TikTok these days? Uh, What are you making? I've kind of been on a break the last couple months because a lot of stuff's been going on, you know, personally. Okay. Um... Were you doing some like cool metal stuff or something like that? Uh, cosplay. Cosplay. Yeah. All right. Which cosplay? What were we doing though? Uh, I do my own character. We call them OCs or original characters. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, original character. His name is Morpheus. Morpheus. Right. So that's why I'm thinking metal because it strikes me as a very metal yeah. character. And uh, I was actually thinking about coming here with my dressed uh-huh. up as him, but I gotta get like makeup setting spray and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's a lot of work. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Okay, so, all right, 12,000 followers. That's incredible. Um, so, when you come now to Comic-Con, do you do you ever see other TikTokers or folks that are doing your kind uh, of stuff? No, haven't yet. 
Okay. This, this is uh, only the second Comic Con I've been to since doing TikTok, mm-hmm. and both times I've I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be here, so if you happen to see me. You know, but are they looking for Morpheus, you think, or do they uh, think they know enough what you look like regularly? Uh, they, they've seen enough of me as myself. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right. I didn't even start doing the cosplay stuff right away. And uh, what what movies have you been watching? Um, um, I did recently see the Elvis movie. Oh, oh yeah? What did yeah, you think of the Elvis movie? It, it was... Can I cuss one here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. great. I'm glad uh, you enjoyed it. You felt that way. You, by the way, over right, right back that way, like on the other side of this very flashy booth, this guy Christmas Cabbage, who's been a guest on our show and who's an amazing dude, he uh, wrote the official graphic novel biography of Elvis. I just bought. I just bought a whole stack of them. If you're an Elvis fan. You gotta go check out this. Oh, you gotta go check out this yeah, book. That's we really we loved that that movie. We did a whole podcast episode whole just episode. about it. Oh, and so, I missed it. <laughs> so what did you think? So this is a big debate about that movie. I loved Tom Hanks in that movie. Was I the only one who loved Tom oh, Hanks? Yes. I, he he did incredible. I, I was watching videos of Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. Austin Butler was like, I had so much material to go through, you know, all his performances, the interviews and all that, the way he talks, his mannerisms, dances. I had a lot to go off of, but Tom Hanks had little to nothing. Because there's only a few interviews and things with Tom Parker. But I guess what makes Tom Hanks such a master is to be able to create such um, a real character from so so little. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Our parents parents couldn't. They they were like, we don't like it. It looked like Tom Hanks and like monster makeup. And I think the way Lily and I felt was that Tom Hanks can do whatever he wants and I'm going to show up and watch it. But I was aware that it was Tom Hanks. I'm not used to seeing him in a villain role. Exactly. So for me, that's actually what it was more uh, than whether or not the performance uh, was good or bad. I was just very aware that it's, it's Tom Hanks. I also watched the uh, the live action Pinocchio on a oh, Disney. Oh yeah, how was that? It, it was pretty good. Really? He's in that I, too. He's in that too. Yeah. It just came out. He, he uh, he's Geppetto. Yeah, he's Geppetto, and that that just came out, right? Who plays yeah. Pinocchio? Uh, it's a voice actor. I can't, okay. can't think it's of like, the name at yeah, the moment. CG. You know, it's CGI. Like, yeah, CGI. Does it yeah. follow the same story with the donkeys and the real boy and all that? For the most part, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Is Guillermo del Toro made it? No. Who made it? I, Why do I think it was it, that? It might be something like, it's like some something, like it's artistic auteur director. artistic. That what they it. did was uh, when he turns into the donkey, uh, still being the puppet, they gave him like little joints on the tail. Oh, like little cool! I was like, Dude, that's pretty cool. That is cool. That's very creative. All right. Oh, so directed, directed by Zemeckis. Zemeckis. Oh, okay. Also a, a big time director. Not, I would say, not as artsy as a Del Toro, but Zemeckis is still pretty, mm. pretty awesome. Okay, so here you are at the con. What are you looking forward to most? Uh, just possibly making new friends, bumping into. The, old friends, you know, because I, I, that happened uh, not last Comic-Con, but the one before, before COVID. Mm-hmm. I had a friend walking around here at, dressed as uh, Peter Parker from uh, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man movie with Venom, mm-hmm. and he's coming out of the store all dressed up, doing like the dancing and stuff, so he was walking around doing that, and I'm like, 
You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Chris, it is so great to have you back on the show. Great to see you back at the yeah. con. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for so much for being here. Oh, wait, and wait, let's plug your TikTok. Uh, Scars with a Z at the end, 91. Scars 91 on TikTok, 12,000 followers. 12.1. 12,000, which, you know, you guys, we were on the ground floor here on Friday Night Movies, so we're very proud and excited for you. Uh, it's great. I, I do post shit content. Fair warning. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm sure it's awesome. Take care, sir. You too. Bye. Right here we are at Baltimore Comic Con. We are with bank robbing duo <laughs> Chance and Olivia. I, I I've dubbed them because if you hear the name Chance and Olivia, you think this this pair of people are going to rob a bank. Uh, Olivia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Is, is this your first Comic Con? Yes. Ever in your life? Ever in of my life. any Comic Con? Of any. Uh, okay. Uh, what do you think so far? It's really interesting. Like. I've this stuff is fascinating. All the artwork is amazing. It's, I love it, honestly. Comic-Cons, for people who have never been, I've never had anyone come to one and not say, wow, this is like the most accepting, artistic, creative, like actual, like the actual place where everyone feels welcome is actually Comic-Con. Like there's other things. But this is this is the real deal, and Baltimore is a very cool vibe. All right, Chance. Yeah. Is this your first Comic Con? Yeah. All right. So, wh what do you think so far? I like it. I like the costumes a lot. Um, everyone, we've, we've been walking around asking people to take pictures, and they're always like super nice to do. Oh, that's cool. It's yeah, people, awesome. people. As long as you ask, that's yeah. a big yeah. thing. <laughs> they're it's, super it's, willing. Um, there's a big movement in the cosplay world about consent mm -hmm. and and the importance of asking people and being, you know, respectful and like even if someone's a character who's provocatively dressed, which because you're trying to authentically do that character, that you're not trying to make any other statement. You're just trying to recreate the character. And it's my cosplay is probably my favorite thing. And I don't like dressing up as anything. Mm. But the the effort that goes into these are, are just incredible. It's yeah, amazing. It's like, amazing. Yeah, for sure. What's been your favorite one you've seen so far? There have been so many. I don't even know. I'd have to, like, look back through. There's a couple that's doing a couple of the characters from Street Fighter. Mm. It's like a Guile and a Cammy, maybe. I thought that was a really cool one. So far, like, Jasmine and Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a Jasmine yeah, and Aladdin. Really All right. Amazing. That's there, was, um, there was a family of... Um, like it was, what was it, like two kids, a mom and a dad, um, doing Demon Slayer. I, mean, I thought that was really cool. What's Demon Slayer? It's an anime. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm not a big anime expert. Are you anime folks? I'm not at all. I'm not. Okay. I'm like just getting into it. All it's right. Like the only one I watch. All right. It's really cool. So, all right, we talk about movies, we talk about TV, we talk about pop culture on our show, and I would love to know, it, here at Comic Con. What's the what's the movie? What's the property? What's the thing that you're most excited to see or see more of? Or you, you know, like for me, I, I'm always a sucker for the Star Wars stuff. Like I always want to talk about Star Wars with people or see who's dressed in the Star Wars thing. That's a big one for me. Um, another a deeper cut. Well, I wouldn't say a deeper cut. Just 
It's less famous than Star Wars, I guess, although it's pretty famous. But anything in the Avatar Airbender universe is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a little girl as either Aang or any one of the Airbenders. She was she was amazing. I love that. She was adorable. Um, You know, I didn't go up and be like, "Hey, kid, can I take a picture of you?" Because that's like a horrible thing to do. I'm a parent. Like anyone who does that to my kid, like I'm calling the police. But that was a great that was a great outfit. So what are you what are you most excited to see here, Chance? Um, I like all the Marvel stuff, honestly. Marvel, Star Wars. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was Darth Maul. Okay. I hope it was Darth Maul. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Olivia, how about you? Um, I mean, I'm not really into a lot of this stuff, but, like, just seeing people dress up as the characters from some of these shows and some of these movies is, like, really awesome. So seeing them is great. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, um, Okay. And you've seen the characters. You've seen the cosplay. You're talking about Marvel. You're talking about... um, Star Wars, uh, Marvel. There's a lot of stuff coming out lately, mm-hmm. right? Are you watching any of the shows? All of them. All of them, Everything. and none, none of, them. of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I we're gonna play a game now. Okay. Okay. We call it the comparathon. Okay. But here's the thing. Mm. Chance, you're not allowed to play. Okay. Olivia's gonna play. Okay. <laughs> Having not seen any Marvel show. I'm going to go through them, and I compare one to the... I give you two, okay. and you pick which one wins. Okay. And then I go down the list. All right. All right? And then Chance, you have to evaluate each of her choices. Okay. okay. okay I can do that. Okay? <laughs> so um, I'm just going to make sure I get all the Marvel shows. I don't want to miss anything. Okay. All right. So here we are. We're going to start with two heavy hitters. All right? Two heavy hitters. Loki or WandaVision? Olivia just has to pick. You don't have, and you can even tell me why, even if you have, but you don't even need to know anything about them. Loki? I, why Loki? I have no idea. No, no, you gotta tell me why. Like, why would you pick? You just pick Loki. You gotta get behind that choice. <laughs> I don't even know what Loki is. Oh. I don't even know what the other one is. Okay, but if you had to pick between Loki and Wandavision, you'd pick one. You said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I pick Loki. I guess it just sounds more interesting. All right, cool. Chance is that the correct answer? That's a hard one. That's a hard one. No, that's 100% the correct answer. No. <laughs> I'm a big Wanda. <laughs> okay. All right, so now we're going to keep going down the list. Loki and my personal favorite, She-Hulk. Loki or She-Hulk? Personally, I would say She-Hulk because I feel like just representing, I don't know. You cool, know. badass yeah, women. women. Yeah, it's, exactly. I love She-Hulk. It's funny. I watched it with my kids. Chance, yeah, is that right? I like right? She-Hulk. I like She-Hulk. Okay, all right. All right, okay. She-Hulk or Moon Knight? I'm going <laughs> to... You made a face. Chance, Chance made, made a, a face. face. I don't know what it is, though. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah, I, I don't know who the other one is, so I'd have to stick with She-Hulk. <laughs> okay, Moon Knight was my second favorite, but I think She-Hulk is a more fun, cool show. Okay. She-Hulk or Miss Marvel? Mm, I don't, I don't want to keep sticking with She-Hulk because I know who she is, but... <laughs> okay, all right. She-Hulk or Daredevil? When Jasmine Oh, do you think that's Jasmine the princess or someone else? No, it's someone else. Okay, all right. So it looks like Olivia's champion is She-Hulk. Uh, Chance, who would your champion be among the Marvel shows? I, I did like Moonlight or Moon Knight a lot. I uh, thought that was really. Neat. They, they pushed the envelope with it in, in all the right ways. Yeah. Top notch acting. Mm. It was great. And I like I like that they're starting to like introduce like more characters a lot too, especially like 
ones from other countries. Okay. <laughs> <It's nice. laughs> yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, well, Chance Olivia, it's been a pleasure having you join the Friday Night Movie family. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. We hope you have an amazing first con. Yes, Thank sir. you. Thank you. All right, here we are, and we are we are talking with an expert. We're talking with Eric Mitchell <laughs> of Starlight Beacon Transmissions. They're SB Transmissions on YouTube, Twitter, and Starlight Beacon Transmissions on Spotify. So this is a fellow creator. I would say yeah. you're more than a podcaster, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like, yes, we're <laughs> m- I'm much more than you are. Chad. No, 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 no. Um, um, so Eric, yeah, uh, you you. I feel like I'm unsupervised now. Like, Becky's away, (laughs) she's on a call, and I'm sitting with a Star Wars expert. Yeah. So I'm very happy. Now, we could do the usual, like, therapy on the show that we do where I talk about how The Last Jedi traumatized me, but we're not going to do that today. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) We're going to play some traditional Friday Night Movie games with you. Okay. And we're going to talk Star Wars. Oh, that sounds great. So on Friday Night Movie, I'm going to show you the sticker here. The, The quintessential... Most important game we have is called Buy, Rent, or Meh. Okay. Okay? And this is where I propose you three things. Okay. And you must assign a value, buy, rent, or meh, to each of those things, and no one can have more than one value. Okay. So you may have played a similar game of this with worse terms, (laughs) but... Yeah. Okay. So, and we're going to do it with Star Wars, okay? Okay. I'm going to just run... and, And the thing is this, is that you can't just... You can't just um, uh, uh, give me the answer. Okay. I, I, I need I need opinion backup here. Oh, yeah. Evi- for sure. Evidence, theses, maybe <laughs> uh, time codes in movies. No, no, no. I'm okay. kidding. But no, we, 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 you know, the most exciting part is knowing why. Yeah, yeah. All right. Probably. So I'm going to give you three characters who have worn the Mandalorian armor. Okay. Okay. And I would like you to buy, rent, or meh these okay. characters. I may tell you, I, sometimes I give my opinion, sometimes I don't. Okay. I, you know, it depends on how, how, you know, how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Might leave you in. Okay, so Boba Fett. Okay. And you're an advanced Star Wars guy, so I'm not, you know, so I'm going to push it a little bit. Boba Fett. Uh huh. Jin Jaren. Okay. Sabine Wren. Ooh. Um, yeah, you see? I, yeah. Because you're a deeper Star Wars fan, yeah. Sabine Wren from Rebels. I've thrown you a little bit of a curveball there. Definitely buy Sabine because she yes. is the true Mandalorian, in my opinion. Out of all of them, she is like the true Mandalorian. Actually from Mandalore? She's actually from Mandalore. Her family is from Mandalore as well, but she's the one that actually embodies all of those Mandalorian values. Oh, I love it. She's not a zealot either. No. She's just doing what she can in order to, uh, you know, better her people. Oh, so I love it. Yeah. I love it. This makes me so happy. Okay, that's what I would have picked. I was thinking I was going to be all cool. We're, we're of the same mind here. Okay, so yeah. where do you put the other two? Uh, I would go rent for Din Djarin because, of course, he's a mercenary first, and he's a bounty hunter first. Uh, he's being thrown into this world, so he doesn't really know much about it, uh, so to speak. So I would go rent for him and then meh for Boba Fett. Um Boba Fett is is cool 
and I, to me, it's just like he got it on a technicality <laughs> <laughs> because his dad was quote unquote a Mandalorian, but because he's a clone, he gets it on a technicality, in my opinion. That is wild. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, I I have never been one of the Boba Fett hardcore yeah. people. I, I always thought, you know, it was a cool suit, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's sort of like the Alien and Alien, and I love the Alien movies. I oh, love yeah. the Alien franchise. I'm yeah. deep into that. But sometimes I feel like the more we learn, the better we, uh, <laughs> the, like the worse off we are. Oh, yeah. Like the little kid Boba Fett robbing banks in the animated Clone <laughs> yes. Wars is the worst. Oh, he is. He totally uh, is. Um, okay. All right. So I'm going to give, let's give you another round of sure. Buy Rent May, okay? Yeah. Let's go, let's, let's, let's play Buy Rent May with um, some of the Jedis. Okay. All right. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go with really important famous ones because okay. <laughs> like that's what makes this hard okay yeah, yeah totally. now d- the question is is do I go the big three uh, you know or, I mean it's a question of who the big three is but let's say I just threw at you okay you're putting together a Jedi Council this is your okay. Byron man of Jedi Council so okay. I'm giving you it's not just who's your favorite Jedi <laughs> okay yeah your options are and I'm gonna give you Jedis who have not served on the council okay, okay? even better okay Luke Skywalker. Okay. Soka Tano. Mm-hmm. And if you accept her as a Jedi, Rey or Rey Skywalker. Ooh. Um, I would actually say rent for Luke. Okay. Because to me, like, he wants to form the Order again, but it's like he doesn't want the responsibility of the oh, Council. Oh, I see. And that, that's what I'm getting, like, especially, like, if you look at, like, um like the more subsequent content like the books and stuff like Luke's Luke's just there to like train a new generation so to speak like um, instead of like formulating a new council which is why he kind of bends the rules uh, if you look at the old EU which is now legends he encouraged people for attachments and I, look I, I will say personally mm-hmm. I think that that is the re? I mean, I, I I love that he did. Yeah. Because, but but I, I see what you're saying. You yeah. wouldn't reform the council with him because he wasn't playing by those rules. No, um, I think that if you're gonna buy one, it would be, it would be Ahsoka, uh, up until the point where the council betrays her. Right. Um, but like, I feel like she could make a better council. She could actually, because it would be, it would be a lot of people that are kind of like Qui Gon Jinn in a way, like where they, uh, like, where, like they question each other. Yeah. But so more like I'm Jewish, so more like rabbis in a rabbinic <laughs> council yeah, than exactly. like a hard and fast like orthodoxy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Exactly, and then meh for Ray because she's kind of just thrown into all of it. She's thrown into all of it and and even though Ray at least the potential of Ray is yeah. truly one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Her actual understanding of Jedi stuff is totally subordinate to her superpowers. It's it's like she just heard the folklores and like took like the folklore for for gospel instead of like really seeing like what what the Jedi are supposed to do. Right. Well, she also didn't have, like, as much of an opportunity, no. I guess, because they were gone again. Yeah. Um, but I really, I do hope, do you do you hope they, they, they go back to her character? I hope they I do. do. 
I do. Um, I think she's a great character. I think that I, regardless of how you feel about the sequel trilogy, she she's here, and they need to expand on her character. They yeah, really do. Absolutely. Um, if I'm if I have to have Boba Fett's Power Ranger Vespa crew, I would <laughs> yes. like more Ray. Yes, exactly. I mean, and and I don't want like. I'm all for, like, the books and stuff. Like, believe me, I love reading the books and stuff. But, like, give me a Ray Disney Plus series of, like, her, yeah. like, reforming the Order after yeah. the events of Rise of Skywalker. Totally. Um, which is why I which, love... Like, which, by the way, like, I, my own thing I've been pitching for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right? Grogu will be, like, just old enough to be, like, prime, like, badass age. Yeah. Well, no, maybe not. He's... He'd be how old? He would be 80-something. 80, 80? Hopefully he can yeah. talk by then. I don't know. I just think I want to see a Ray Grogu. Like, yeah. They're like, surprise! <laughs> Grogu's alive! But, but here's my thing. I can't stand Grogu. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, God, he made my kids love Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, I, I enjoyed his story for, like, the first two seasons of The Mandalorian. But at the end of season two, that should have been it for I, the story. I, I am with you there. I think they couldn't resist. And, and by bringing him back out to the to the Mandalorian, it's almost like they were like, we need more money from this yeah, character. Exactly. Because... Yeah, the ending of season two is like one of my greatest Star Wars moments ever. But yeah. that, so hopefully they have a plan. That's yeah. all I can say. Hopefully they have a plan. Yeah, I I totally agree. But um, yeah, and they shouldn't have put him in Book of Boba Fett. Honestly, I mean that wasn't even Book of Boba Fett. That no. was just a <laughs> <No>. couple of. <laughs> that was just like a really long after credit scene. It really is. <laughs> um, but like even then, they could have done so much with that show. But. But we're we're getting off track. We're, we're getting off track. Sorry. Okay, tell us before we before sure. we close out. Tell the audience about Starlight Beacon Transmissions, SB Transmissions on yeah. YouTube. So uh, we do a uh, weekly live show on YouTube every Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, um, and we geek out about all things Star Wars. Uh, we we're starting to get more into pop culture. Like we talked about uh, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Like when Critical Role's animated series came out. Like we talked about that. Uh, can we come back? Uh, Rings yeah. of Power. Love it. Really? I loved it. Wow. So uh, you buy? Oh, I definitely buy Rings of Power. Does it negate the Peter Jackson one at all? Not like would really. it? Could I watch it and just pretend? It, like I watched the animated Hobbit. Yeah. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I just pretend the Hobbit movies he made don't exist, and then yeah. I go and nothing contradicts. They work, even if they're not the same timeline. It kind of works. Yeah. Is it similar? Yeah, I mean, they have to take their own liberties with it, but, like, it looks like every character walked off the set of Peter Jackson's movies. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. And there's, and other than a few of the really old characters, there's no, like, they're not undoing or retconning stuff, are they? Not that I've seen, no. Um, now, I'm Eve not is a- like, no, she's not. A- <laughs> Eve didn't want to be on the show, but she's got an opinion now. Yeah, uh, my, my, my wife, uh, she's like my producer. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, so um, I, I love Rings Power. Okay, absolutely. all right, that's a huge endorsement, because yeah. I am I have been on, I've, I've been resisting it, and now yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe. So, yeah, before I get back to uh, back to our show real quick, um, 
the thing that I will say is episode one has a lot of explanation and backstory. Yeah, good old, like, good old Tolkien. There's yeah. no way you're not reading a bunch of elven family trees before <laughs> exactly. you do anything. Exactly. But they make it accessible enough for viewers that have never read Tolkien before. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're like, hey, this is set how many thousands of years before Lord of the Rings, and so you only need to know who these players are, and that's it. That's a, that's a good that that that's a smart that's a smart move. Yeah. The prequel I'm not interested in is the Dragon House one. I I, I like. Not not because I don't even know if it's a good show. Maybe it's a good show, but I was so done with that world when it was over. Um, but I wasn't a mega fan, so maybe that's it. All right, so yeah, keep telling us about the show. You get together, you talk about pop culture. 8 p.m. Yeah. on Sundays. Uh, Saturdays. Saturdays. 8 yes. p.m. on Saturdays. Um, Eastern. Yes, 8 p.m. Eastern. We have a lot of time zones in our family. <laughs> yeah. So 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, mostly Star Wars. We are talking the, tomorrow night uh, or when this airs, uh, we're going to be talking about four episodes of Andor. Uh, we are going to be talking about Tales of the Jedi, the animated anthology series that just hit Disney+. Plus. Is that canon? It is canon. Oh, I'm very excited about that. Yes. Uh, it retcons one of the novels in the last episode. Okay, right? that's fine. I don't novel. I don't read yeah. any novels, let alone Star Wars <laughs> novels. So. But, um, but we're going to be talking about that, and then uh, we are going to be talking about Star Wars The High Republic, which is uh, the brand new podcast uh, publishing initiative that's been out for about a year. Uh, we just hit phase two, so we're going to be doing a spoiler review of uh, Path of Deceit, which is one of the new novels, as well as High Republic number one from Kevin Scott. So uh, we have a lot to talk about this that, week. That, that is amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's so great to hear about this show. It's yeah. so great to meet you. Thank you for being on the Thank show. Thank you. This was, this was so much fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's what we love to have. Great yeah. having you here. It was uh, nice to meet you. Thank you, Gal. Thank you. Love you. All right, here we are at Baltimore Comic-Con. We have with us, Becky, two siblings. Mm. So that's we always feel like the show is going to another level of siblings sit down with us. We have with us, we've got Michael. David, got David. what is David, with I don't you? know why, like I don't know why I keep calling you Michael. I've corrected you. David. I'm David. I'm not going to say any more names today. And? Aiden. Aiden. I see, I remembered Aiden. <laughs> David and Aiden. Yes. Three Dave. years apart. Three years apart. Yeah. Dave's the strongest. I'm the fat. I mean, <laughs> everyone's falling apart. I, sorry, sorry. I mean, I mean, Dave's the fastest. I'm the strongest. So <laughs> let, let's start here. Um, with that as the basis, if you were a superhero duo, would that be the thing? Like, David would be the fast one. You'd be the strong one. Yep. yep. Okay. Would, would you do you have a superhero duo name in mind? Oh. Like thunder and lightning. No, my, no, I did, rock and roll. No, I just basically wear wheel gee. I would just wear gee, flying around, I'm flying around, flying climb with my key. Uh, and okay. I can come in my house with Super Saiyan. Okay. <laughs> Super Saiyan. Okay, and um, David, uh, do you have a superhero duo that you admire? Like no. a but no, no, no Batman and Robin. No. What about yourself? Falcon Aiden? and Winter Soldier. Goku and Vegeta. Also. Who is that? Who? Goku and Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, Dragon from Dragon Ball, Ball Z. Z. Okay, all right. See, that's not, we are not so familiar with Dragon Ball Z. We're a little bit Z, older than we, Dragon we, Ball Z. But we like oh. when people educate us. Yeah, so. so tell us what makes that character good. 
Oh, simple. Um, the buff Saiyans from the Boyan race, they are both very strong. They can both go Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, one of them can go Super Saiyan 3, both can go Super Saiyan God, and then they both can go Super Saiyan Blue. One of them can go Ultra Instinct, the other one can go Super Saiyan Blue Evolved, and Goku can go Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken. You don't have to explain that. I mean, that's... Okay, there's so much I need to unpack here. First of all, that is so many things that they can do. Second of all, I am appreciating this so much because one of the biggest issues that we I have with our, we actually have another sister, who's the middle child, is that you ask her a question, she's not just gonna give you the backstory, she's gonna give you the backstory's backstory, and she will be explaining for forever. 20, for, for and forever. I really appreciate that Aiden's giving us no backstory. He's, He's just, just dropping just us into the super blue giving me things. You're lucky. <laughs> Thank you. That Aiden is very funny, too. Okay, David. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what, what superhero or movie things are you most excited about? I'm most excited about Doom. Doom? Doom? Yes, Doom. Like Doom, like the video game? Yes. Like the Like Rock, the Rock was in the, the movie? As Doom, the video game. Doom, the video game. So yeah. Doom, the video you, game you came out. I came out when I was in high school, the, the first one, yeah. where you get like the shotgun or the, yeah. the hand. Yeah, we used to play that. I need you to talk into the microphone. I'm playing Doom Eternal. Doom, Doom Eternal. Eternal. I bought Doom Eternal, and it did. It, is that the one that comes with all the other Doom versions too? Um, I have a. Anyways, how is that? Because it's good. It's just a lot. Is it a lot of just constant shooting like the original Doom was? Yes. Okay. Is it hard? Depending on what difficulty you choose. Okay. What's the plot? Plot is you shoot things. Okay, you're not. I just remember you were like in hell or something in Doom. Yeah. When I are you in hell in this one? Yup. All right. Should they make another Doom movie? There isn't currently any Doom movies. No Doom. No, we're talking about Doom. D O O M. Yeah, yeah. Doom. Doom. Yeah. There's, a there, movie there's a movie made on Doom starring The Rock. Oh really? Yeah, yeah man. from years ago. But uh, this is this is what happens when you when you talk to people who are older, you learn a few things. Yeah, there you go. Hold like on. Like the original Doom movie, and I guess I know what you're doing this weekend. Yeah, here you you're go. I'm gonna. Doom. Uh, uh, yeah, he plays Sarge. Oh really? Isn't Sarge the character? Sarge. Here, hold on. Here we go. Doom film, 2005. 2005. Science fiction film starring Dwayne The Rocks Johnson and Rosamund Pike and Carl Urban. That's Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban from The Boys. You watch that? You probably should. No, watch you shouldn't it. watch that. Watch no, that. No, 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 no. That's that's. Um, yeah, go check it out. Doom. Boom. Oh, that's crazy. Huh. Yeah. Do you mind if I do some sponsoring? Spon no, hmm? no. Sponsoring. Yeah. Sponsoring? You mean sponsoring my show? You gonna sponsor our show? Um, yeah, I'll do that too, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to see what this is. Okay, so what's this show called? Finite Nine Movies. Friday mm -hmm. Night Movie, yeah. Um, everybody, still continue. Um, tell everybody to watch Finite Nine Movies. Also, um, play Dragon Ball Legends, a free mobile game on computer, PC, <laughs> iPad, and phone. And go and and go to um um Song Goldman. Um, he sells comics, and he's at this Comic Con. What's this Comic Con called? Baltimore Comic Con. Baltimore Comic Con. And oh yeah, my God. yeah, it's very good. It's this is, yeah, it's coming's good. This, wow. this might be my favorite bit. <laughs> this, uh -huh. is, this is one incredible. day. One day when we actually yeah. get sponsors, I'm gonna bring you back to do the. So you're sponsor gonna do the reads, Aiden. <laughs> We've never done sponsors before. By the way, this video is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. What's that? Bam. <laughs> <laughs>
know. I don't know what's happening, but this I love amazing. it. This, this is, is going off the rails. We don't understand anything. It's no, like we, they're all real words, but I don't know what you're saying. Okay. This is so the best part of talking so to you play, So you play Doom Eternal. Yeah. Should my sister play Doom Eternal? Like, I have an Xbox at How my house. Old? What? How old is she? She's it's, I'm this, this old. one. She's that old. Yes. Five years younger than me, and I'm very old. <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I used to play Doom when the original. We yeah. had, like, little computer in the Yeah, basement. we'd play with the computer with the little... <laughs> yeah, very old-fashioned. I'm making hand uh, keyboard... Keyboard uh, right. motions. All right, have you all seen any... So we've seen Dune, the movie. Have you seen any other video game movies that mean anything to you? Hmm. No. Nah. No? Have like you seen, like any of the Tomb Raider ones or yeah, ooh, I didn't seen we any. Which the other it isn't The Witcher a video game? The Witcher is a video yeah, game, but I think it was a book game. first. It was a book first? No, I think it was a video game and then a book and then a show. I swear. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. But you haven't seen book. it. No. It's a little complicated, <laughs> but it's good. Is is you there really like it. is there another video game you like? Um yeah, Fallout. Fallout. Yeah, okay. Second person to talk about uh, Fallout. Fallout today. is considered like one of the yeah. great games. I have yeah. Fallout 4. It just gives me nightmares. I play it too. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. How do I get past the Wait. eating the radioactive bugs? Oh. Vault 111. Fallout 4. I yeah. I wake up, my family's missing, and I'm walking around in the post-apocalyptic world, and all there is is radioactive bugs to eat. You grab, grab the pit boy. The what? The so you know the skeleton near the giant red button? No. There's like a skeleton near the giant red button. Okay. Grab the little watch thingy and you... Oh, yeah, I have the boy, the thing. Yeah, and you hit the red button. The red button? And it opens the vault door. Okay. And then you're out. Okay, no, but what about the radioactive bugs that they make you eat? Oh, wait, you, you ate them? Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a second you don't eat them. to be like, why are you okay, eating you them? Eat them? Everybody's reaction is, I don't why know, are you I eating played, them? I played Zelda. To cook and then eat them. Oh, oh I'm sorry. So you don't get ready. <laughs> what, what is with all these video games and cooking? I, my sister's got me <laughs> Zelda, Zelda oh Breath God. of the Wild. Legend Zelda Breath of the Wild, that one's called. Yeah. yeah, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. No, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, that's what the game's called. Yeah. I had the original Legend of Zelda, and I loved it, and I still play it to this day. What, Ocarina of Time? No, 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 no. The original, <laughs> The no, Legend of Zelda. No, no, no colons from 1987 like, I like or so. It. I played it. Or 85? You know what I'm talking about? dun 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 Pixelated. Pixelated, yeah. Amazing game. Yeah. There you go. And so I played that one. So I was very excited. My sisters, they had a Switch. They bought me The Legend of Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild, which everyone was saying is the greatest game. The only thing I did in that game was cook. I spent the whole time just, like, Making cooking soup, right? beets and putting hot peppers in things and then so that I could, like, get into the cold area for, like, 30 seconds before my guy got cold again and have to run out and make more food. Just become Gordon Ramsay. There oh, you there you go. I love it. A Gordon Ramsay video I, game I a, would be interesting. I have a question, though, but what about you have a oh movie like Free Guy, which is not about a video game that exists but about being sure. in a video game? That, have you guys seen that? Yeah, that's a really cool concept. That's cool, right? I thought that was a lot of fun. I had fun a lot of fact, fun watching. Did you know they actually featured real YouTubers, but since the lockdown, um, they didn't release the movie until much later. Oh, <laughs> all right. I have a question. Yeah. If you could be in one video game world, we'll wrap on this one. If you could be in one video game world, what would you be in? I feel like if I could realistically survive in a world, 
I would just stick in Diamond City. Diamond City, what is that? In Fallout. Is that the underground place with the people that are in the boxes? No, no. Most of the time, that doesn't end well. Okay, all right. Fair. Diamond City, Fallout. Um, okay, so you like giving more detail. Like, like, like it's a normal portion, or like, portion oh. of like, like say That's a good follow-up question. Uh, I mean, I think you can kind of decide. I mean, I think, no, I think you're you, actually. You're you. You're you. As you yourself. can't, like, go to Star Wars and be a Jedi. Like, you have to be you. Um, I think I... I mean, you might be a Jedi, but... Um, I think I would be in the game, um, one punch man to heal nobody knows, but if I was in Dragon Ball Z Cloud, I would keep dying being, being back to life. Okay. Fair okay. enough. All right, because you got to sure. play by video game rules. All right, here we have with us... David. David. I was going to say it right. Sorry, <laughs> David. Like, uh, my David. brain is very long like day Scott. here. Just so I can see yeah. Subscribe to Shira Bowman. It's on YouTube. And... You're welcome. Aiden. Thank you so much for being part of the Friday Movie family. (laughs) This guy, am I right? Here we are at Baltimore Comic Con with a fellow content creator. We are here with Joe. Joe, welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. We love having our fellow content creators on. Joe, tell us, what, what do you create? Well, uh, I tell people I create uplifting content that focuses on comic books and the world of geekdom. All right. So what's an example of a way you've used a comic book to make the world, like, to uplift the world? Hmm. Well, I would dare say, like, anything I can is, I'll give you an example. So a couple years ago I did on, I can't remember the exact title I did, which is a shame because I'm a little tired now, but things we could learn from Batman. And oh, all right. Oh, very cool. The principles from Bruce Wayne, the hardships, how to persevere and push through those things and how we can draw from that. It was a little segment thing I was trying out when I first started. It was called uh, Mint Condition Mindset. So, I, Oh, I love that name, yeah. Mint Condition Mindset. So a reference to comics, but also the lessons you can learn. I love it. And what's the name of your channel? Oh, your... Uh, All Comics Access. Uh, and that's a YouTube Yes, sir. YouTube oh. channel. Um, also, I'm on IG, TikTok, and the oh, other so that's awesome. Great. All right, everyone's got to follow. All right, so <laughs> I love. Let's 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 play with this min condition mindset thing. Okay. Have you have you done more than one before? That's the only one I did, but I have done um, like awesome, uplifting interviews with uh, people in the industry and like uh, greats like Sal Buscema, Chris Ryle. Cool. I do a senior. Um, I've always done even my skits. I do so. It, if I throw you a name of a like a hero that you know, of course, mm-hmm. could you like do like an instant min- condition mindset for us and like the lesson we could learn from them? I think so. Let's get all right, all right. Instant <laughs> min condition mindset, courtesy of All Access Comics, right? All, all Comics. Access. Oh, All Comics Access. Okay. <laughs> on YouTube, IG, TikTok. So this is like a crossover moment here. Yeah. All right, Joe. Uh. Let's see. Uh, are you a DC guy or Marvel guy? Uh, both. I tell people Marvel's my love, but DC's my mistress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Now, big, a show that we've been a big fan of in our in our family has been She-Hulk. We loved it. He's crying. Oh, He's crying. He He's so mad. It's painful. But we both loved I lo- it. I and love so the comic family. book She-Hulk. Okay. okay. So, so all right, but just take us to it. What, 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 what in the min condition mindset, what okay. can people learn from She-Hulk? It's, it's... So, I would say from the She-Hulk uh, of the comics, because mm-hmm. the show kind of broke my heart, because 
what the show did good was the comedic aspect, but She-Hulk's uh, a hero of substance, a woman of substance. The, the beautiful thing about She-Hulk comics was, while she's a strong, you know, resilient woman that's dealing with everyday trials, dealing with this new power like her cousin, the Hulk, she found the balance into when to laugh at life and laugh at the hardships. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing I can say about Mr. Bren's run of the She-Hulk comics and what I loved as a kid. And she had no problem in the comics, you know, stepping up to the plate, much like in life, you know, we're presented with random moments where we have to step up. My favorite run that I had as a comic from her as a kid was uh, when she joined the Fantastic Four. Because there was a oh, time yeah, that's true. when Grin stepped oh, out and she stepped up to the plate and she was kicking butt. So, I mean, it's just a matter of, like, when opportunities come to the forefront, it's like, are you strong enough to take it or are you going to kind of play the sidelines? So. Joe is a philosopher. <laughs> I love, I, I love, I this. love right, going sir. deep on this stuff. It's uh, beautiful. All right, let's, 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 go, let's continue to go deep. Now I, wanna, I, want, some, like, I want some, like, life advice from Joe. Oh, man. You know, I would love it. Let's, let's put one of our... Superheroes on the couch, bring them to Joe, okay, <laughs> and have them get life advice from Joe. What do you think about that? I think it's oh, a great man, idea. All right, okay. so so let's say let's say I want to think. Okay, so we just did Marvel. Let's jump back to DC. Now, a, a, a one that I love that I feel like is not talked enough about. Right, a DC movie that, as far as I'm concerned, was great. Everybody liked it, seemed to have made a good amount of money, but I guess the algorithm isn't strong enough with it that they don't make a big deal about it. But that is Shazam. Oh, my God, masterpiece. Right? Loved it. Everyone's, See, like, messing a... around with... Shazam's so underrated. That, yeah. I grew yeah. up... I, I want to tell you how far back ago with Shazam. I used to go to the library as a kid. They had the thick-bound volumes, wow. and they had the original Shazam... That's you know, reprints in that's there. A so great, that's a great story. I love, I love OG, you know, Mr. Batson. That's the guy. So Billy Batson mm -hmm. comes to Joe for life advice. <laughs> okay. You know, how can I move forward in life, Joe? Joe, how can I, you know, bring this forward? What advice do you have for Billy Batson? Okay, so Mr. Billy Batson deals with the challenge of being a kid, but... The world only loves him when he's a super adult. Mm -hmm. So I would say, I mean, even as a, you know, even though you're young, you have great potential to be a hero in real life based on the life choices you make, you know, because we all know everything's about cause and effect. You made the wise decision of taking on the powers, using them responsibly compared to the previous predecessor, the OG Black Adam who used the powers unwisely and you saw how his life turned out so Billy you're on the right path and even though that you're a kid and you don't know where everything's heading you know that's just part of life in general that's part the beauty is the journey so you know don't give up and just keep pushing forward <laughs> Because that is really great advice to give that to give that kid. Thank you. Who's, thank you. who's uh, you know going through what he's going through and right. having to live in this uh, this very grown up, you know, 
stage while also being while also being a, a little kid. Yeah, because the the beautiful thing about Shazam, the comics, you know, with Billy is like, you know, he's sitting at the table with JL. You gotta think who he's sitting across from: mm-hmm. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. All these and he's folks. a little kid. Yeah, and sometimes they would low key disrespect him, but he's mm-hmm. a smart kid, mm-hmm. and he would say something slick, and they couldn't. How can you respond? <laughs> I was I, like, you're a smart guy. Don't don't let the fact that you're a kid be downplayed. I love that. Be on the journey, you know? Enjoy that. All right, Beck, who do, who do you want to put in the chair for Joe? Oh, um, I was going to go back to Marvel. And okay. I was going to say someone who's dealt with, you know, quite a lot. Uh, you know, I want to know, wait, what are you going to say to to Bucky? What are you going to tell Bucky? He's at this moment in his life. He's rebuilding. He's repairing. He's been through so much. He's done some pretty terrible things that he's trying to reconcile with. That's true. Path of redemption. Mm -hmm. Um, But see, the thing was he was a different person. He was programmed. He was misled. I mean, as terrible as, like, his past sins were, what matters is he has a willingness to redeem himself. And the path of redemption is, you know, is always defined by your actions and, and those changes you're making. You can never right every wrong that you did, but essentially what you can do is, you know, build a better legacy from here on out. Because there's been plenty of stories in uh, Marvel and DC of, like, villains that have taken a different turn and changed their life around. And people, I think it's human nature to throw negativity, your past, back in your face. But the beautiful thing is, you know, it's human to err. Also, it's human to correct yourself. So I feel like he's on a righteous path, man. You know, he can't forget the legacy. He, You know, I would tell him, you're still a chosen one. Cap worked with you for a reason, dude. <laughs> that was your right hand. You're his right-hand yes. man for a reason because you got good in you. You got substance because, I mean, let's face it, you're not – you know, no disrespect. I, I dig Frank Castle. You know, you're not a douche like him and some I, others. I, see, I, that I willingly choose that. Well, that's why I was talk about Frank Castle for a second. I, I, the Punisher is one of my least favorite characters. Yeah, it took me time to like him over the years. I, 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 I <laughs> he, he, to me, he's always basically been a villain. Like, yeah, he is a straight up <laughs> cold blooded murderer. I mean, he is a reason to be upset. Yeah, absolutely. He is yeah. a reason to be upset. And John Bernthal, who played him, did a wonderful job. But the, I just, if I never see that, I can, I've never liked the issues of the comics with him. To me, he's always been, and I, I even saw the old Dolph Lundgren movie. Yeah. Do you remember that one yeah. from the yeah. 80s or 90s? I think it was early, yeah, early 90s later. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just so grim. Yep. It's such a, you know, it's. it's and heroes are supposed to present a sense of hope. Like, even, I, I take a show that surprised me was a masterpiece, like, Moon Knight. Ah, totally agree. I loved Moon Knight. Dude, like, he came out of left field, B-less hero to some, kind of anti-hero something. You want to talk about redemption, he yeah. was an assassin, and he's dealing with mental issues, but there's still enough good in him to kind of steer to this other side. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, Moon Knight, especially with Oscar Isaac, oh, that's like... Genius, man. So to, to me, and I know you didn't like the show She-Hulk, but Tatiana Maslany, I think, oh, is the great greatest living actor. I think, like, they've lucked... All respect to Wanda and Vision, I don't... I'm, a, I'm not feeling them carrying... Even Doctor Strange, I like him, but he's kind of a side character. Yeah. But... Uh, Moon Knight and She-Hulk to me are kind of like the way Guardians of the Galaxy kind of came out of nowhere yeah. and now I want to see them all the time. Yeah, I think 
what they could have did differently with She-Hulk. You know, don't fight, don't attack the fans for one when they say, hey, we're not, you're kind of steering over here. Another thing, they could have presented her in like a nice special, like they did Werewolf by Midnight or some of these other things and slowly transitioned it. If they would just stay true to some of the comic book principles, I think it would have been over. Seems like they're moving more towards the special direction, I hear, that they're going to do these probably save them money and people will really enjoy them. Exactly. And then we don't have to have the, I was talking with, with Becky uh, or uh, we talked with Becky a lot about when we were watching Obi-Wan which was great but there was a lot of Obi-Wan like walking across the field. A lot of travel oh. shots. A lot of filler. A lot of like travel, yeah. 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 There was a lot Obi-Wan of Obi-Wan working in the whale meat factory. Yeah. <laughs> Many, many minutes of my life. You're like, dude, just get back to the lifesavers, please. Yeah, exactly. Now, I will say this. Do you, rem- do you remember the end of Obi-Wan, Beck? Yeah. Okay, you remember the end of Obi-Wan? Oh, yeah. Aunt Beru has, like, the whole badass thing where she's, like, fighting and saving people and everything like that. She, like, uh, she like uh, Kevin McAllister's the house so that yeah, there's, like, yeah. traps. So I never thought of Aunt Beru that way. But at the same time as all this is happening, I am watching the documentary on HBO about the Nexium cult. (laughs) (laughs) And the actor, Bonnie, whose last name is escaping me, who played Aunt Beru in the prequels and in this movie, The Mandalorian, and in in Obi-Wan, in the years in between, she was inside that cult and was one of the people who, like, got out and was, like, saving people to get out, at least by episode four of this thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going going back and watching it being like, nope, I buy it now. Aunt Beru, she's seen some stuff. That's art (laughs) art imitating life, man. Exactly. Well, Joe of All Comics Access on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, it is a pleasure to meet you, a pleasure to talk with you. I hope we collaborate again in the future. I'm honored for the invite. This has been great. Thank you so much. All right. Absolute pleasure. All right, here we are at Baltimore Comic-Con. We have a father and son duo. We've got Brian and Kyle. And then I'm going to hand it to my sister, Becky, who's going right. to take it in away. The, in the pre-show, Brian was uh, was explaining to us that he, uh, raising Kyle, made sure to expose Kyle to, uh, you know, the very important content that was that was created in the 80s you know from from toys to cartoons to action movies you know all of it and Kyle I want to ask you I mean as a as a young man I, I how old are you 18 you're 18 as yeah. an 18 year old young man being raised with such a rich history of our popular culture can you tell us a little bit about that experience and and if there were certain things that you loved and were on board with growing up that your dad was making you watch or certain things that you were just like what is wrong with you this is the worst thing ever uh well i don't even know i've never really had to like think back on it but um (laughs) i know the main thing was G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. That was like the main, um, what was it? Yeah. The, like the original cartoon. Do you consider your, do you consider yourself a fan of it as yeah. well? Yeah. I mean, not so much right now, but like. As a kid. I, yeah, like we used to come here all the time. Yeah. And um, I would always get like random G.I. Joe comics and I have a, like a big box of just random. That's. A lot of G.I. Joe. Like the old Marvel G.I. Joe comics? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. 
Yeah. That's that. That's really what cool. What a wonderful passing of the. I, I've tried. I'm a big so GI Joe was forbidden in my house when I was really little because it was at guns. My oh, parents right. were like, no Military, guns. Yeah. But then as soon as I turned like 10 or 11, my parents just like stopped paying attention. <laughs> they and, had two other children to worry about. Yeah. yeah. And GI Joe became one of my favorite shows of all. Actually, no, it couldn't have been 10 or 11. It was closer to 87, 88. It was when GI Joe the movie came out. Yes. Right. Yep. When I was uh, a toddler. <laughs> yeah. When you were a toddler, I'm sure I made you watch it. Don Johnson had played uh, Falcon. Falcon, exactly. And. And so, I mean, I love that classic run. Although I even love the movie. Like, I love that weird Cobra Law. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Galobulus. Burgess Meredith yeah. as Galobulus. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, Burgess Meredith from Rocky plays Galobulus, yeah. a giant snake man. <laughs> of course, because uh, it was the 80s. It, so I've tried to get my, my kids, I have two daughters. I, I, I've, every once in a while, I try to get them to watch G.I. Joe, and they're just like, no thanks, Dad. Yeah. Boring. Right. How come nobody ever dies? It's always like, you know, they're ejecting from the airplane with the parents. You know what? Actually, laser fires my, going back and forth. My kids <laughs> don't like when people die in movies. Maybe I can use that as, yeah, a, as, as a pitch. Yeah. Okay. G.I. Joe, we're going to play a classic Friday Night Movie game now called right. Castaway. Okay? And this is where you are going to be a casting agent. You're going to cast. Now, we know that the G.I. Joe movies, the live actions... Have been disasters. Are we on the same page yes. on that? Yeah, yeah. I agree. We for, saw we saw retaliation. Was it retaliation? I went with Rock. Yeah, the second yeah. one in the theaters. It was horrible. It, it wasn't bad. It was horrible. But anyway, yeah. I, I, I mean, it was I mean, better it, than the Rise of Cobra. Yes. And and I would say there were elements of each one that were kind of cool. Like I really liked the Baroness part of uh, the. What's his name? Snake Eyes movie. That was cool. I haven't seen that actually. Oh, is, uh, oh, is that the origins? Yeah, it's it's yeah. not good, but uh, that's what I hear. It is not I good, hate, yeah. but but that part is good. Okay. Which is almost <laughs> nothing. It's almost looks like it was filmed somewhere else uh, and is a different movie. GI <laughs> Joe today. All right. They're remaking GI Joe the movie. Okay, so the plot is already taken down. Just to summarize for Becky, the plot of GI Joe the movie, a young brash Lieutenant Falcon, who is the half-brother of Duke, the, like, main hero, is court-martialed and sent to, you know, go with the ragtag group and uh, uh, ragtag group of trainees, and they end up, while all of the main G.I. Joes get, like, captured or hurt, they end up having to save G.I. Joe and the planet, the G.I. Joes and the planet, from a secretly hidden underground race called Cobra La that has been hidden through the entire run of the show and is the real people behind the Cobra organization. That includes Galobulus, a giant snake man, kind of like the dude from Dune with the snake yeah, butt, yeah. okay? And uh, uh, Nemesis Enforcer, who is Wait, a sorry. winged beast. This is what the movie is about? Yeah, the, the cartoon Which, movie from when we were kids. The cartoon movie, yeah. okay. I, I should have specified, okay? Then there's the lady with, like, very pointy fingers. Yeah, yeah. Okay? <laughs> and Sergeant Slaughter's in it. Okay, so... How much do you want to see this movie? Like seventeen percent. Okay. Uh, but no, no, what, I, I do want to see. What I Brian and Kyle are going to do is they are going to cast some of these famed characters, some of the Joes, maybe some of the villains, with current actors, or you know people that are still alive. All right. So Burgess Meredith can't re Jeez. redo the role as Globulus. Who would you put 
in G.I. Joe the movie remade today? Who's the main hero? G.I. Joe? or No, no, or it's Falcon. Lieutenant Falcon. Falcon. There's no uh, G.I. Joe. They're just known as I G.I. Joes? G.I. Joe is the name of their unit. Oh. They're but all Falcon Joes. Is, but, and Falcon has a brother? Falcon's brother is Duke, who is, like, the, the guy in charge. Think of it like us at Did camp. Did they have to save Duke or no? Well, uh, Duke does eventually get a snake arrow shot through his heart. It's a snake arrow. And goes arrow. into a coma. What's a snake That's arrow? That's when I learned what a coma was yeah. at seven years old, right? Yeah. Okay, Probably so the not. big question is who's playing Falcon? I Don Johnson did his voice in the 80s. But this is, we're, we're imagining a live action version or just like a voice? Live action. Okay, live action, who's right? playing Falcon? We've given you a lot of time now, by the way. See, I'm horrible with trying to remember actor names. Oh, okay. Well, you can just say that guy say from what, that the guy thing. From that guy thing. from Guardians of the Galaxy. Guy, right? Oh, okay. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Okay, that's great. Chris Pratt. Okay, so Chris Pratt, that's a great Falcon. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Because he's got kind of that comic relief, a little, you know, kind of. Breaks the rules. When they made the live action G.I. Joes, who played. Falcon, not JJ. There's no Falcon in it. They had they started with Duke yeah. as a young guy, and it was. So who is the main character? Channing young... Tatum. Oh, uh, see, I would have also said no. Right, because, Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah. But it's supposed right. to be a little bit funny, and, and <laughs> supposed to be like a little bit fun and funny at the same time. It's yeah, not it's, super serious. Well, or it is. The, I, I don't. If it's very serious, I would. I would. Oh, anyways, I love this. I love the Chris yeah. Pratt. I'm feeling Chris it. Pratt is very good yeah. for Falcon. I think that'd be good. Yep. Duke would have to be a little bit senior, older, more serious. Like the scolding older brother who's like, stop breaking the rules, Chris Pratt. Like maybe, well, John Hamm just did that in in, yeah. in Top Gun, but I feel like he would do that. It's that kind of role. Yeah. Is that too old? He's way too old to that be seems Duke. too old. I mean, he looks like he could be Duke, but all right. So if not Duke, who would you cat? Let's have some fun with some of those villains, right? Like we got Dr. Mindbender. So They're all ones. in the movie. Uh, a lot of them are hooked. Like you got Destro, who's got, always wearing a mask. Cobra Commander's always wearing a mask. So you could almost do voice acting on those. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, dang. I'm not good with voice actors. Okay. Well, like Dr. <laughs> Mindbender, right? If you're going to make him like in the show, which is a bald man with a handlebar mustache and a purple velour cape and no shirt. Billy Zane? Ripped. <laughs> ripped. He's got to be like, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's a very ripped scientist. <laughs> yeah. Very muscular scientist. With oh. the, uh, what do they call the, uh, the With one? a monocle. monocle. And he has a monocle. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> How, and is he very old? He's got the, no, he's no. very ripped. He's ripped. Yeah, he is really ripped, right? Yeah, for a, yeah bald head. For, for, and he's bald. Got mustache. You know, I'm going to go with, um, no, he couldn't pull it off, the acting. I was like, he looks, uh, I, I, yeah, no. I don't know. We, and it's got, it also has to be like a Shakespearean level actor. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go with Christian Bale. That guy's able to change his oh, body for tons of things. Yeah. Maniacal leader. Give well, him a monocle. Well, I was thinking like Gary Oldman, but he's a little bit older. You know? Gary Oldman's another yeah, great choice. Can yes. Do any character crazy, yeah. you know. They're both but great choices. He's a little bit old. The, I don't think he. They'll have to spray on the muscles for him. Right, he's, he's old. Not, or yeah. just maybe just give him a velour suit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All cool. right. And let's let's do one more. I gotta do Globulus. Okay. Who's That's gonna be the, the Snake Man? He's a, he's well. His upper body is human, and his butt is a snake butt. Yeah. That, and he can, like, go really high up in the air like the guy in Dune. In fact, I'm guessing the he probably was... The guy in Dune? What do you mean? Like the, like the... Wasn't there a bad guy in a giant black water bathtub that also could, like, levitate with his, like, 
have oh, like a yeah, snake yeah, butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I think it was like tentacle. Or a cat- caterpillar yeah, butt. Yeah. I'm pretty sure now that I now that I've seen Dune, I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if they just knocked that guy off. Okay. So so who would play a Galobulus? Someone with a snake butt. I think uh, yeah, and and but it's got to be like imposing, right? Someone who is the big, 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 big bad. Who plays a great big bad? I mean, a lot of the big bads are Alan Rickman's dead. Yeah. He's the guy from Die Hard. Yeah, I just I wish I had oh. visuals. I can't. I can't. Jeremy Irons. He well, plays. Well, he did it in. Uh, wasn't he just in in Watchmen? Was that Jeremy Irons? Yeah. Yeah. That was like a artsy TV show. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. He played a bad guy in Jeremy that. Jeremy Irons was, was in uh, was in Batman. He was Alfred in the recent Batman. Okay, yeah. No. No, he no. Two Batmans ago. What are you talking about? This time it was... Uh, oh, no, way. Andy Serkis this time. It was Andy Serkis. I'm I was like, confused. it was Tighter House Rules. What's his name? Kane. No. No, that was... That was like three Batmans ago? Two Batmans ago. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Brian, Kyle, it's been great having you on the show, yeah, talking thanks. 80s, talking G.I. Joe. Have yeah. a great rest of the con. Hey, I appreciate it. It's great meeting you yeah. guys. Yeah. You can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. You can sign up for our newsletter at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Our theme music is by What Does It Eat? Thanks for listening. <laughs>